I can see that bullshit from a mile away. See it. You can step my mother about a mile away. Stack it. I got three white bitches like it's powder day. White meat coat with no rolls like a Sharpay. And all of my bitches says they call them Barbies. She looks like a fussing baby. No I way. guess so, man. That's what it looks like. Anus. You forgot the liquor. True. So we gotta get turned up through him being like this, I guess. Surprise you. This is when he was like messing with like Birdman. So I'm really surprised he got a check from Birdman. Yeah, interesting, right? It, it, I mean, it raises some questions. Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, Sheesh. Uh, what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. Uh, this is Cedric. And we're through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Let's, Let's get to get it. Get to it. It's your boy. It's your boy. You know what I'm saying. That's hell in New York. Old D. Old D, B. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. you got about. the cap on. <laughs> hey, if y'all can see her, she got a baseball cap turned to the back. He said baseball cap. Who, who says baseball cap? Baseball cap to the back. Bars. Hey, hey, hey. Bars. Uh, so th welcome to the crate, guys. You know, this is what we do every week. We're in the A room today, which is uh, really dope. Um... And it's really quiet in here. It's, it's a really different quiet. vibe. Um, so it's kind of weird. Oh, we should have done just the two of us as the intro song. Oh. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's all it, good. <laughs> That'd be the outro song. It's fine. Uh, well, if you're wondering why we needed to do just the two of us, because, of course, Ben is not here for the the um, podcast because he's a little bitch. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, I feel like Shots we should talk fired. shit about whoever doesn't make it to the podcast. Shots fired. Right? So what? Wouldn't that be fun? So just Ben, because you're always here, and you're always here. You're just, you're just. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I don't have to be here. I'd like to not be here sometimes. All right. So uh, next week <laughs> there will be no Tressy on the podcast. And it'd be just men, a bunch of dicks a laying bunch, around. A bunch of. I mean, <laughs> laying around or hanging around. Hey, oh, hello to the left. I don't know. Um, Speaking what? of dicks, uh, Kanye <laughs> oh. West had a uh, interview. <laughs> uh, with Jimmy Kimball Kimball or Kimmel it's I, Kimmel fucking, I don't know fucking correct me what is it what is it it's I Kimmel. always get names wrong okay it's okay <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your name alright okay. I do but it's like people get my name wrong all the time I'm like hey this is Cedric they're like alright Frederick Cedric or Frederick yes, you get Frederick a lot? all the time all over Jeez, the phone Jeez, I get Teresa sometimes I'm just like how you say Teresa like Teresa yeah well, how, how? How did you... Take it, Teresa. <laughs> how did you get there? <laughs> but anyway, Kanye West is a dick, and... Uh... He was on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, and you know what? Yes, Kanye West is an asshole. Yes, Kanye West is a dick. But here's the thing, guys. All right? Y'all need to chill out about just, like, going in on people for random live TV moments, you know? Yeah. Uh, so if Internet we, went pretty hard. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, Kanye was on there. They had a discussion about, you know, his political views, his music, yeah. his fashion. It started off very light. You know. And then it started to get a little little heavier. Right. And they started bringing up Trump. Mm -hmm. And Kimmel actually asked a good question, which I thought a lot of people had wanted to know is, you know, Kanye, how can you go from saying George Bush doesn't care about black people to then supporting Trump? Right. It, it seems like a huge shift in position mm -hmm. just you know and jimmy called him on it 
And there were like three seconds of silence as Kanye thought of an answer. And then he goes, we'll cut to a break. We'll go to a break. And right. so now everybody's just like, oh, you got fucking sunned, Kanye. Right, you got yeah. owned. You got owned by fucking Jimmy you Kimball. Got, you got just straight... <laughs> Straight, uh, he, he just laid the smack down on you in an interview. You got na 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 nod. He silenced your ass. Uh, na na na. But you know, when you when you watch it in its in its entirety, like it's if you watch just that cut scene, it looks bad, right? It but, does. But if you watch everything in context, he just kind of goes to the commercial kind of quick. I mean, it's only it's like maybe two or three seconds of silence, right? And you know Kanye even tweeted afterwards saying, "Yo, he he just kind of went to commercial. I wanted mm-hmm. to think about my answer. You know, he asked a pretty big question. I didn't want to just bullshit the answer, um, but he never got the chance to answer it. Right. And then Jimmy never came back to it later. So I I hate to do it, but I got a side on Kanye on this one. Just for that one, yeah. I mean, I under the thing is that to play devil's advocate, I do understand why Jimmy did that." Like, I understand that he was trying to think of what his answer would be. But it also, um, of, co- of course, you can't have dead air on TV, of course. Like, that that was way too long of a pause for dead air TV. Um, but one thing I would actually go back to saying to Kanye, because he says, he says shit and doesn't think. So when you actually try and take the second to think right there, like, it's kind of contradictory for, to, to, for, to, for Kanye to do something like that. Like, I guess, I mean, I, I feel like this whole interview was him thinking about mm-hmm. whatever the fuck he was going to say. Mm-hmm. Because even some of the things he was talking about before, whether it was him kind of breaking down, you know, Kim going into the White House and having an impact, mm-hmm. or him breaking down his thoughts on the whole slavery comments in hindsight. You know, it right. seemed like he had time to think. It seemed like he had time to articulate things a little bit clearer. You know, I mean, he did have this crazy idea about the whole simulation Mm-hmm. You know, and then he explained it, and you're like, I, maybe I don't agree with you completely, but at least it sounds like you had time to think about what you were gonna say. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this this interview was him trying to take that second to think and articulate his thoughts a little bit more clearly than just spazzing out of the off off the top. So I, I get it, but I think he was trying really hard to not say something Some, really dumb. Yeah, go viral and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, I think I think he was trying really hard. And that's fine. I just think that it's interesting that he's finally trying to think when he wasn't before. That I that's just was but but I progress, I, I, right? Yeah, progress. Hey, I, he's trying. I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be not progress or like he's going to regress regress on sure <laughs> at some point. But you know, whatever. Um but yeah, that was an interesting interview. I couldn't watch the rest of it when he starts talking about his daughter and all this stuff. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just, you know. And like then I don't care for Kanye piece. West anymore, so it kind of just killed me. Um, I only watched it just because we needed to talk about it today. <laughs> to be honest, like I missed it. I had to watch it right before uh, we did the podcast. So <laughs> I mean, stuff moves fast. I mean, it does. And it's just Kanye. I mean, I'm not going to stop my day like, oh my God, Kanye said something. <laughs> right. Uh, what's next? Um, I mean, not much. This has been pretty slow. I mean, It has uh, been. Oh, wait. Apple Music. What about Apple Music? So they removed Alex Jones' podcast and a bunch oh, of their yeah. podcasts oh, yeah. from uh, Apple Music. I think, a bu- I think other people did too, right? Like, I think uh, Spotify. Spotify. I think. 
think um, Google took it off. Like, it's, I don't think he's on YouTube anymore. Because it's it's not, it's like, I think this is like after the wake of the whole R. Kelly thing. But then, like now they're trying to change it up to be like, he's spe- speaking conspiracies and like stuff like that. Right, but so, so this is the murky part. Right. Where... Are they taking him oh, down? Oh, wait, hold on. We should first explain who Alex Jones is if people aren't familiar. Oh, you don't know who Alex Jones is? <laughs> because, I mean, I guess that's this a is a pretty thing. liberal podcast here. It is, <laughs> so. but then you should definitely know who this motherfucker is. True. Um, go ahead. Alex Jones is the host and, I guess, the head of the InfoWars and all the subsidiary channels. Uh supposed to be like an underground news show that speaks the real news that the big news media is not talking about, but really it's just peddling conspiracies, far, far right-wing conspiracies and absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. And he admitted in court, I'm just, just another side note about Mr. Alex yeah. Jones, he admitted in court in a custody battle and divorce proceedings with his wife or ex-wife, I don't know if the divorce is finalized or not, that he's just acting on the show, that it's oh. not real. Um, Because some of the things he does are pretty ridiculous. No, seriously. Male vitality. My man, he starts yelling and taking and pulling his clothes (laughs) off. It's really pretty, it's it's entertaining. It's pretty ridiculous. But if you believe it, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. It's just, you can't believe it. It's clearly parody. It's clearly some Onion style shit. Yeah. But they don't ever come out and say we're just bullshitting. Except you did in court. And if so, you're not familiar with the onion, then you probably have been right. hiding under a rock. Right, but, right. <laughs> yeah. So that's Alex Jones. So yeah. they took him down. And they've only left about one or two podcasts right. under that InfoWars yes. type of umbrella. Yes. Um, very interesting that they've done that, that they decided to do that. I mean, of course, since it's against, uh, since it's stuff that shouldn't be out there, I'm, I'm happy with what it. What do you mean it shouldn't be out there? I don't know. Like, just like, because it's false. Like just lies, and uh, consp- like I don't know about conspiracies not being able to be out there, but like the things that he says sometimes is just completely out there. Of course, but, like he's making people believe things. But is it against the law? No, to but say that's what lies, I'm saying. But speak I, lies. That's what I'm. I was gonna get to is that I'm saying like it, it's stuff that shouldn't be out there. But should it? Should we go down this path by taking people down for their? "Quote unquote opinions," right. um, you know what I mean. Like we could be, like that's why I was saying since it's something that we don't agree with, we're okay with it's, it. We're okay with. Yeah. But once they start to try and silence us, then it will become a problem. Exactly. But so it'll be too late. Exactly. Anybody else? It's that, it's that whole thing about the <laughs> when they came for the Mexicans, no one said anything. When they came for the blacks, no one said anything. When they came for, and but then when they came for me, there was no one left to, to help me because everybody else was already gone. You know. Exactly. So it's. It's tough because yeah, I, I I don't agree with them, at all, at all. Uh, but, but I believe he has the right to say what he what he says. Right. And on, in... on the flip side, you create a fucking martyr, and now the app sales or app downloads are going through the roof because that's the only way people can access him. Mm-hmm. And now he's pretty much cutting out the middlemen and you know getting all that himself. And again, you're making a martyr. You're you're making him almost seem more legitimate because now the mainstream is turning their back on him and completely, oh, it's a conspiracy against Alex Jones because he's actually speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. They don't want that to get out. So he can spin this thing. You're right. And, you know, it's it's not pretty. And watch, pretty soon they'll start coming for your favorite podcast or y- your favorite, 
They better know. not come for us. Because <laughs> you never not. know. Because if, if, if you speak something they don't like, they can. I know. So it can get it can get murky out there. It can. It can. Um, what's next? Oh, uh, we also got um YG out here. He donated money. Oh yeah, doing some good stuff. Donated hey, money to like now. girls co- girl code or something like that. Girls that code. G- girl code LA. Um, Which is really dope. It is. I mean, there's not enough stories of rappers, unless you're Drake, giving away a million dollars in your music video. Mm-hmm. You know, of rappers actually giving back and and donating into foundations. And, right. Because you know they they have a lot of money, and of course. They have accountants who are like, yo, if you give money away, you can save money, which is which is great and all, but I still want to hear about it. Like right. I, I I still wanna see them, you know, how much I hate rich people, right? <laughs> but no, it's you know, it you wanna hear good things. You right. know, happy stories of people who are rich, you know, spending their money. You know, I'd I'd love for a rapper to rap in a song bragging about how much money he gave away. To I somebody. donated to your mom's charity. Yeah, like wouldn't that be dope? And like a rap battle? Yeah, a rap battle. <laughs> like, no, nah, I I'm gonna drop a million dollars on your mama's favorite charity. Nigga, <laughs> like imagine that. That'd be beautiful. Told her to suck on my balls and play with me. You know, I donated to your mom's favorite charity. Hey, I don't know. Bars, I was just bars, trying to. Bars, the whole time I was bars. like, what can I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go ahead and applause that. Because <laughs> that was hella weak. But <laughs> a for effort. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of YG, let's just go ahead and get into All some right, music. Fuck it, let's do it. Um, he just dropped his album, Stay Dangerous. Um, he did. He did. And it's, yeah. it's, it's an album. It's an album of rap songs. It is. It's an album of rap songs. Rap songs. And rap songs. songs. <laughs> SNL re- reference. Oh, we should totally have that on the soundboard, too. Ooh, I think sure. we only have one more spot left on this one. but I might have to update it. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, we have four other blocks for soundboard, so... Got it. Never mind. I just kind of... Anyway. <laughs> YG, Stay Dangerous. This album was released about a week ago. Um, it about is, a week ago. It's like, what, two and a half Kanye's long? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It, I love how we're like, measuring in Kanye's. Like two, it's at least two Kanye's long. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit heavier listen than what you kids are used to these days. Um, YG is a rap, rapper, rapper, is a rapper from that LA. That was romper? I'm just kidding. Uh, does he wear rompers? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he would w- not wear a red romper. Um, say that there's no size. Red romper. Red, red, red romper. romper. Red romper. Red romper. Red romper. It's like red rover. Um, anyway, yes, he is a known blood, um, and he... Initially hit the scene with his first album. Uh, what was it? My Dangerous Life? I think so. With DJ Mustard. And they kind of came up together. And then they got into a funk. And then he had another album without DJ Mustard. My, my Crazy Life. My my Crazy Life. Thank that you. was like, I think, his debut album. Yeah. Um, and so now he's back with DJ Mustard. And that's kind of the big, the big thing about this album. Is that now YG, DJ Mustard... They've squashed their beefs. They've finally gotten back into the studio making fucking music. Yeah. Um, this Stay Dangerous. What did, you, what did you think about the project? Uh, overall, um, I, thought it's, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was pretty slept on, I feel, mm-hmm. kind of coming out when it came out. You know, World came out too. Travis Scott, one of the biggest guys in the game. So people just kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, YG. But he's quietly has a decent little fan base and he quietly has a little buzz 
um, around this project. Around the, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he, he he released a few singles out earlier. Um, was it Big Bank? Mm-hmm. Uh, Su Wu came out earlier. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it, it's again, it's a it's a little bit longer than a lot of albums that have been coming out more recently. I don't even know if it needed to be this long, to be honest. I don't think it needed to be this long either. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, it it could have been trimmed down. It could have been trimmed down you by know? at least like three songs or so. Oh, I mean, or even more. Yeah, it. It could have been trimmed down a bit, but especially with like no offense to Mustard, but his production sometimes is very monotonous, like very on the same plane. So like listening through this album was a little bit hard, just because I always know what type of beat Mustard's gonna go for. Um, I think you know what? Yeah, like that. That was just kind of. Um, monotonous for me, like just the, the the production on on that end. But then also like YG's always gonna have that West Coast feel, that West Coast vibe. Like he's never gonna rap on anything other than that. Right. I mean, I think kind of what you were talking about, like of the song "Too Cocky" and then right after that, "Big Bank." Yeah. They those two songs do not need to be next to each other they in the were, track listing. It's like one it's, full it's, long song. Yeah, it's two <laughs> of the same kind of beats with that kind of xylophony sound in the top. I was right. like, why, why would you guys put this song right after that song? Just fucking put something, a few yeah, songs Yeah, the arrangement of this was kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I did like about this, um, mm-hmm. and it's not on, on the production side, it's on the YG side, his vocal inflections mm. and kind of how he can change his voice on different songs mm-hmm. to kind of fit the mood of that song. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, it's weird, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's... it's but you're like, wait, is that is that YG or is this a feature? You know, and he he can kind of put on different voices. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ten times harder for a real nigga. It's yeah. just like the, the, the way it comes yeah. in, and it 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 sets the tone. And he's got the one voice on the hook, another voice on the verses. Yeah, and it he does that throughout the whole project, mm-hmm. kind of changing his voice, and you you can feel his emotion on some of these songs. Right, and I think that's a that's a West Coast thing. You know, like West mm-hmm. Coast guys have a lot of swag. They have a lot of style. That's not just monotone is not just the mm-hmm. same flow they're 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 gonna switch it up and he like we're he does real, that well. yeah i think like that i think that's pretty consistent amongst all um west coast rappers um is that they have like this very like per- this persona out in per- in person that's really chill and and they vibe out like real real low key but once they get on the track like they become so much more charismatic so much mm-hmm. more energetic and that's something that you can see with YG here is like um going through like i mean of course big bank suwu like makes me want to be a blood just because <laughs> of the energy on that song yeah for sure and you can hear the passion that he has for his gang throughout that whole song um and it's 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 i think i i would definitely like i just kudos to him for having that passion in there like, cause you could feel how much he's yeah. a part of that. And to be honest, ain't nobody nobody was saying bull or nothing like that until he came into the fucking game. So he kind of like too brazy, uh, still still brazy. Uh, uh, what is that? Um, like just all that shit. Like he he kind of like you got to give him his credit. Like he kind of put that shit on the map for people to actually be noticing. Like, oh yeah. shit, we t- changing our C's to B's and yep. shit. You know what I mean? So. His his the, the first album. His influence is is huge. My crazy life with a K. Mm-hmm. He's not putting no C's no C's shit. nothing. Uh, one thing, one critique I have to say, where you can definitely tell he's influenced. Uh, on the song Bulletproof, mm-hmm. he's got. I mean, he's he has to know that this is something Schoolboy Q did on Blank Face, 
Mm. How, like, you have the, like, echoing blank face, blank face, blank face, blank face, blank face. And he does the same things if he goes, yeah. stay dangerous, stay dangerous, stay dangerous, stay dangerous. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, y'all both from L.A., like, yo, it's this album came out two years ago. Yours is out now. I remember when Schoolboy Q did that <laughs> shit. It sounds dope. It's, it sets the tone for the album. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I had to call him out on that shit because I heard that shit, bro. Stop, but, stop, you, stop fucking you, biting. <laughs> you funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think overall this album wasn't bad. It wasn't like outstanding, but it wasn't bad. I think I actually still, um, it. Uh, to be honest, I think I was expecting something different because of Still Brazy. What do you think you were expecting? Um, like Still Brazy was such a well put together project. It was cohesive. It had a consistent theme that like it, like I was I like. Still Brazy really surprised me. So when he came out with um when he came out with this one, it was just like I was expecting something a lot more cohesive, a lot more um that flowed a little better, I guess, because Still Brazy was really good to me. Um and this one just didn't deliver on that, I guess. I mean, I feel like if he trimmed this down, it could have. It could have. It could have. Mm-hmm. I mean, a song there like some... song like Too Brazy, since since you keep bringing that one up, mm-hmm. right? With uh, Mozzie on it. Yeah. Like, that song is killer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both kill it. Uh, they both carry the same, like, rapping scheme and the, the throughout the whole song with mm-hmm. the twos or even just the T sound. In, in every every bar, there's mm-hmm. at least a two or a T in, in, for both of them going back and forth, mm-hmm. you know? And that's it's real creative. Like, it shows some, some creativity. It shows them working together and actually probably being in the same studio working on a song, which mm-hmm. is something you don't see a lot with a lot of these rappers in the features. So, uh, I mean, that song in itself is just like some damn near classic West Coast shit, especially some some like modern day shit. But then you go into Pussy Money Fame and it's just like, why? Like, I wasn't a big fan of that song. That song sounded like it didn't need, need to really be on the project. Yeah, it's it's short. It's it's not great. I, I understand the theme and the concept of that song. Yeah, where he's sure. trying to he's trying to say even if he wasn't on this rap shit, he would still be getting his money one way or another. Right. And it goes into that whole stay dangerous theme, I guess, where mm-hmm. either way I'm getting my money, probably by some dangerous means. Mm-hmm. Um But I mean, yeah, I mean some of these songs just aren't executed well. You know, like I, I understand the theme. Like the song with Quavo. It's a freaking five-minute ballad that doesn't have a beat change at all. None. Like, it, there's no switch-up in it. Right. The Quavo bars on there are extremely lazy. The hook is dope. The hook is dope. <laughs> like, it's a dope hook. Right. It could have been a good song if they'd cut it in half. But it's so long. It's it's just, it gets it gets so freaking tiring, you know? And that, I think, kind of comes through on a lot of these songs that are just mediocre is... I get the concept, I get the idea, I understand why you have this song here, but the execution just was not there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Slay. You know. Slay, yeah. I don't know. I like that 666 shit, though. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, just the... The, 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 beat, the beat was fucking hard mm-hmm. with the bass and the drums come in, and it's just... The way that... They ride that beat. It's just, it's just hard, and it's just some West Coast shit. Now that that is some shit that this album might be too West Coast for a lot of people, right? You know, and some critiques I got from Mr. Mustard. I this is why people say you bite the bay. There's a lot mm-hmm. of beats on here. Then it's just it, that's why people say that we feel like 
there's Bay Binding. I know it's close geographically. I know there's influence there. But don't say you don't understand why. Right. Know? A lot of these beats on here are why. <laughs> which is which is fine. It's dope. You know, I, I appreciate influencing, but just acknowledge it. Don't run away from it. Uh, but yeah, this project is very, very West Coast. So if you're not in the West Coast music, you're not going to be into this. Also, just to give you guys a little bit of info from Ben, he tried to send us something just so he could have like his little thoughts, but he's being a little bitched by not being here. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Come on. I'm going to talk shit about you next time, too. I think it's going to be fun this All way. right. Let's see what happens. Um, but he goes, a couple thoughts. I've often felt like YG songs are too short, but I've felt the opposite on some of the songs on Stay Dangerous. I wish he would have elaborate, elaborated on that. But, yeah, I kind of agree with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just too long without proper switches or changes. Uh, but, yeah, if he had, if he had cut, this, cut the fat off of this, he could have had a pretty damn good project in here. Mm-hmm. But with all the fat on it, it makes the project modest and okay. Right. It's not bad, but it's not, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Do you have anything else that you wanted to say about this one? There, I, I think that's kind of just all that I had for this one. I mean, I, I'll definitely go back to Suwu. I'll definitely go back to Too Brazy. Um, How about Deeper Than Rapping? Did you like that one? Deeper in the oh yeah so yeah that that wasn't bad yeah I like I like when he starts to talk about like some real shit like you know that's just kind of who I am when it comes to rap like if you start saying something that like actually means something to me or you know what I mean like it it means to me it means something to me when you decide to take a look at yourself and figure things out yes and that's what I introspective gangster rap Mm -hmm. because it's different than just introspective rap it's you get inside of the brain of again this whole theme of staying dangerous of someone mm-hmm. whose mind set from the time they were young has been i'm gonna get mine by any means and when you get the ins you get to see the inside of the inner workings of the brain and the, the decision making it's just interesting because it's, it's a different perspective for a lot of people yeah so yeah i agree and you know bomb town's finest i gotta give him props when you think about the things that he's done i think he didn't say it on this album specifically but mm-hmm. he said another album who else you know may out of L.A. without the cosign of Dre? Yeah. I'll wait. That was a question. <laughs> and don't go to commercial break, all right? <laughs> Give me time to think. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's a pretty big accomplishment. I mean, TDE came out on the back of Kendrick, who had a cosign from Dre. Um, I mean, who else came out of L.A.? Who's big? Who has not? at least had a little bit of influence from Dre. I don't know. Can you do me a favor, hand me one of those waters? Thirsty ass. I know, I'm hella thought. I can't I can't think of anybody else but him that has uh come out since No, there I don't think there is anybody. Maybe Nipsey? Yeah, Nip. But then Nip had some help from Snoop, no? Yeah. Is there a connection there? Yeah. But not directly from Dre. I don't know, maybe Nip. But I also wanted to bring up that he that Nipsey said Stay Dangerous on his project Victory Lab. Hey. And I think it's on dedication that he said it, I think. But uh but yeah, um so I I think it's very interesting that, you know, 
the Bloods and Crips are, you know, of course, these two are coming together. You right. Because they came together on that song last time that I checked. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he, I, it's something that I first heard on the Nipsey uh, album. And I, I think, you know, YG's running with it and just being like, you know, because he also explained what Stay, Stay Dangerous meant on the Hot 97 uh, interview. Um, he, he was saying, like, you know, it just means, like, we can't stay safe anymore. We got to stay stay dangerous because they're trying to come after us type of thing. So, so it's more like stay, stay prepared mm-hmm. for whatever. Mm-hmm. Keep your thing yeah. on you at all times just in case. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. Going back to, to the girl code thing, I think it's really... Interesting, like you know him being a gang banging ass dad, you right? Know? Like <laughs> he did say it's interesting. He's he's like I know who I am. I am a gang banging ass dad, but like I did this girl code thing so that my daughter can see, hey, like my dad is a real one. Like he he did something for me because he's like that's the main reason why I did this for, this this for her. So you can hear a lot of that in like the deeper than rap type of thing, and right. that from that from that right that track. So yeah, like rap, rap is just. The vehicle. There's multiple mm-hmm. vehicles to get to where he is. And if it's coding for girls, then hey, let mm-hmm. that be your, your vehicle to get you up out of it. But whatever oh, it show. may be. Cool. We're going to go to commercial. Okay. And commercial is going to be this. And then a little bit of this. All right, cool. Um, so what's next up on the docket today? Cedric is so fucking weird. You know that was just weird. Um, what's next? We also have... World. Yeah. Let's do that. Travis Scott from uh, Houston worked with Kanye West, actually, early mm-hmm. on. Um, he was a big influencer on... So the Yeezus. Yeezus, Yeezus project, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and it kind of been working with. I think him he's been working with him for a while though, before Yeezus, because I feel like it's what what, what came out before Yeezus? Beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Okay, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like the influence from Travis has been there for a while. Yes, but yeah. Yeezus, I feel like was it, that that breakout of the was influence. that moment when you really heard it. Mm-hmm. When it became, when he was probably one of the last people in the room, because gotcha. throwing in random facts here, Rhymefest was doing the uh, Rate the Bars mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a comment where they brought up the lyrics from Kanye when he said, "This model bleached her asshole. She got now my whatever that line is he had. I got if I get bleach on my t-shirt, t-shirt, then I'm gonna look like an asshole. I'm gonna look like an asshole, right?" And he said when he was in the studio and he heard that bar, he got up and left. Because he's like, yeah. no, nobody looked around. No, nobody was like, that's whack. That's what the fuck yeah. are you saying? They were all like, oh, yeah, that's that new shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, I'm out. And he mm-hmm. left. It makes no sense. Like, it makes sense, but it makes no sense. Like, it's a dumb line. I don't think I've ever liked it. No. Stupid. But but anyway, but yeah. that's just to say, you know, Kanye has a lot of people in the studio, whether they're ghostwriting Mm-hmm. Or they're just contributing to a vibe and giving ideas. He has people around him. And Travis Scott was one of those people who was around him at least, er, earliest, at least for Yeezus. Yeah. Because I mean, you hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, so listening to World, like you've even list, listened to like Birds in the Trap sing McKnight, like a lot of those things, like it's it sucks because you think Kanye, 
But you should be thinking, Travis. Sometimes I think that sucks for for artists like him. Um, it's it it it's like people that are I don't know because that's his sound. Like that's yeah. him. You know. It is. You know. And I mean, just getting into it. I think one of the notes I had the song "Skeletons" just straight up sounds like a Kanye West song. Even mm. even Travis's flow on the song sounds like a flow that Kanye would have used. Um, which is not a bad thing, no. you know. It's not always a bad thing. Um, it's just something you have to you have to recognize. Like right. you said, it makes it difficult for those kind of artists to kind of stake a name for themselves. But something Travis has done is paved the lane for himself. I mean, this sound that he has is undeniably Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear some of these songs come on before he even says a word on it or his auto tune comes in, you know it's a Travis Scott song, and he hasn't really changed his formula much from his first album to this one. You know, he may have refined a few things. He may have polished a few things here and there. I think the the, the transitions on this project are way improved from his previous projects. Mm. A little bit smoother transitions from song yeah. to song, and even the beats which a lot in of, between songs are better. There, There's a lot of, like, um, outros. Yes. For these songs. Which I thought was fine, but I don't know if you needed one for, like, almost every song. He he's done that before. This one feels more natural. Mm-hmm. It feels just cleaner, and a little bit more time was put into making them flow. Gotcha. But again, this thing is like three Kanye's long. <laughs> uh, I had some notes on on like like sick, sicko mode um, with Drake and Bryson Teller singing. Uh, I thought the song was dope. There's a lot of different elements to keep yes. you engaged. Yes, engaged. Um, and then like. I loved how he said uh, Stacy Dash. Uh, what did he say? Clueless. Yeah. Stacy Dash, man. This, these girls don't have a clue. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, and then the end of the sound, of course, just sounds like a Drake song. Like it's yes. That was one of my critiques for that. It's just like this was a Drake song with a Travis feature. Well, almost. yeah. Like so, Travis took the Drake song and like. Smoothed the edges off and like helped it fit into his his album. Mm-hmm. Like he made that piece fit by like smoothing out the edges and carving a certain thing here. And yeah, yeah. It fit right in yeah. there, and that's what he does well. Like he he makes the mood. He makes a really good mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah, it 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 it, it the, the different changes flow well. Um, I mean, the way the album even starts. I mean. The music on this thing is is pretty good. Yeah, I thought overall the beats were dope. Like, I don't know if the, this, like, I just I thought that overall, like, all of the music for this this project was really well done. Like, and you can hear like the producer in it. Yes, you know? like whoever A and R'd this motherfucker. It made me think of Travis Scott live and thinking like one of the notes I have for the projects I'm listening to it is like this. This to me sounds like. The hip hop equivalent of like stadium rock, mm-hmm. like just making like epic, you know, like some Queen style shit, mm-hmm. but for rap, where you're just making these epic anthems that can just be rocked out mm-hmm. to a crowd of twenty thousand people in a stadium mm-hmm. somewhere while you're riding your fucking iron fucking uh, crow bird. or whatever the fuck yeah. that bird is riding into the crowd and shit. I mean. You remember his show? Yeah, it was yeah. it was epic. The lights, mm-hmm. the smoke, the the sounds. He, he definitely performs. He puts on a show. Yeah. And so 
he was going for that with this album. He was going, like, he's envisioning his tour mm-hmm. with this project. So it's, it's big. Yeah. <laughs> the sound is big on all these songs. And I also thought, like, one of the biggest songs, of course, is Stop Trying to Be God. Um, I think one of those, that, that <laughs> song was a, a very interesting song. Um, of course, you got the hmms from Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if that was not in there, the song would be trash. Really? I don't know what it, that fucking makes it for me. Really? That the because first of all, you know I love Cudi. Yeah, I thought the hums were a little too loud though oh, no. on the mix. No, it is. It is. But again, incredible. you're Cudi. You're Cudi. I love Cudi. I love that he paid homage to the guy who actually birthed this sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who actually birthed the but he generation. Seems to have Cudi on every project now that he's like. Not every, but he was he had him on Birds in the Track. But um yeah, I mean this this song was it <laughs> was really good. Um I thought I mean like knowing how how much Travis likes Cuddy and having Cuddy on this song is very interesting because of the title and, and the subject matter of the song. And it it's it ties into what Cuddy has influenced the, the generation. Because we all all know that Travis was heavily influenced by Cuddy. Yep. And like having him on the song is like it was such just a perfect marriage of 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 content, of creative direction, of 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 like the production down to his stupid hums. You know what I mean? Like it was stupid a, hums. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, the hums were lit. Like I, I'm not gonna lie. But I think it it was all of, like this is probably one of the best put together songs on on the on the album. Yeah. Because of the all of the the elements that are involved in this song, outside of the music as well. So yeah, and he's 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 calling out to someone and telling him to fucking chill the fuck out. Right. Sounds like he's talking to Kanye. <laughs> and and I, I was thinking about this. Or he actually, could be talking mo- to himself, or you know, I mean, he the- could be. But but it, it's just he has a song called "Stop Trying to be- Stop Trying to Play God," right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Kanye he has a album called "Jesus." And don't oh forget, man, yeah, you know, and, and so even if he's not just talking to Kanye, it's applicable. It might be yoga pants right here, but I mean. Even if he's talking to himself, he's if you know. Generally, he's speaking to any person who feels like they have a lot of power or they have a lot of influence. Right, and that's why I feel like he is trying to bring himself back down to earth with that. And that's why I, I um, mentioned the Cuddy influence because it seems like Cuddy right. is trying. Like Cuddy's whole thing is about like his depression and how he's trying to like figure that shit out type of thing. So. Um, I don't know that. That's just I. I didn't really think about that, but that's a good um, correlation, I guess. That's a good draw. I still think it's a little yoga pantsy. Yeah. But... Well, you know, <laughs> it's not bad though. It's. I mean, I get it. Like, Jesus, stop trying to be God. But I. And I then, get again, it. the way he wrote the song, it's. You're right. It's very well put together, but it's not. I don't think it's just. Yeah, just at Kanye. Right. I just feel like the shoe fits. Mm-hmm. You know. And then also, we can't forget. Stevie Wonder's harmonica, like the harmonica. Is that Stevie Wonder? Yeah, it's Stevie Wonder. Okay, for sure. I, I, I was like, oh my god, I, I do He's, love the harmonica, I, I love the breakdown of the song. I mean, it fits. It's, it's so good. It's a good song. It's so good. There's a music video that just dropped a couple days yeah, ago. It's, it's which is also, weird. it's also very strange and odd. Is, but that's is that the, Kylie at the end? Yeah. With the, with, with the, the goat lamb. or the or whatever lamb? the fuck that is. Yeah, she's stop she's, trying to be gas. So that's. That's a weird reference because you know it's like the Lamb of God. It's mm-hmm. both like Jesus is supposed to be the Lamb of God, mm-hmm. and she's like in a manger. 
So it's it's like his kid is. He's saying his kid is. It's weird. Stop trying to be God, but you've got your kid being held by this angelic-looking woman as a lamb. Hmm. It's 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 weird. The imagery there is kind of weird. So maybe he feels like he is God. Yeah. And he's trying to con- continuously convince himself, calm down, nigga. Yeah. But something, <laughs> some 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 critique, sir. Yeah. Because nothing is perfect. Something that actually really pissed me off on this album, like okay. really frustrated me. Okay. And I don't understand why people keep doing this, and it's just it baffles my mind. You have a song called "R.I.P. Screw," right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're talking about somebody who died. How does Screw die? I'm pretty sure by Lean. From Lean, right? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about you're pouring up a cup. And, like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? Like, th- there's something wrong with that. That's the same thing I was thinking about with, like, because, like, even at ASAP Yam's, like, thing, like, people were pouring up at the, like, you, what why? What the fuck? Why are you doing that? Like, I get, like, Maybe like PTSD type shit or whatever. Like everyone's going through. Like, why are you stop self medicating because it kills. It's in. You're trying to have someone who had issues. Obviously, you're trying to have allow them to rest in peace by paying tribute to them. Right. By them perpetuating the same behavior that led them to be in their rest in peace state. Right. Don't do that. Educate to people so they don't end up the same way. It's really frustrating. Seriously. You know, and I don't care if you talk about drugs, but don't fucking put that in a song where you're trying to, you know, it's just, it's just like so Like you're dumb. trying to, like, like this whole thing was, this whole album was trying to be like a a very like Houston, out, like a, a very Houston out project. Like he's trying to pay homage to the place that, you know, raised him. Um, of course, I mean, I, I mean, Astro World, Houston Astros, all that shit. But, um, yeah, I, I I definitely agree. Like, just going ahead and 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 talking about pouring up on a song where homeboy died from that shit is not cool. And then also like, uh, what else was I gonna say? I lost my thought. What do you think about the weekend on this project? He was on a I tracks. fucking hate the weekend. I didn't even write notes about the fucking songs with oh the weekend. Oh my god! So, no, why are you such a hater? What do you mean? Why am I such a hater? I don't like his voice. I don't like him. So you didn't like the songs with the weekend no. on? I did. I, I mean, I don't even really remember him to be honest. That's you know what? That that's kind of a, a, a critique of this album. It almost flows too well. Hmm. It almost flows to the point where after a while, it just kind of all starts to sound the same. Like some of the notes I have towards the end of the album is like, okay, another Travis Scott song. Yeah. All right, uh, a, another Travis, Travis Scott, Scott song. song. <laughs> Not a bad song, but it's yeah. just it's just another one. Uh, so again, man, in the world of the Kanye's, you know, you, you need to trim your albums down to, to, unless you're going to have some, something really deep to talk about. Right. Uh, cause I get bored after a while. <laughs> I do. And it's, it's not because of the music doesn't sound good, but if it's like fucking 40, 50 minutes long, it's, and it's all... Maybe I don't do enough drugs. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I think maybe, that's what it is. Maybe, maybe we should like sip some lean or something, maybe. and and take some perks, take some perks or some Molly or something, and then put and on the album. It's some there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's do this. Speaking let's of turn Zans, up on uh no <laughs> on no bystanders uh where I guess Juice World is on that one, and I'm just like Ugh, whatever Juice World. I don't know why like people like he's he's Juice World is like an alternative rock singer. 
Like, yeah. that's all I get from him. But um, I like when uh, Travis goes, she gets trippy off the Zans, lost 21 grams, she did it on cam. And apparently the soul, like, so I looked this up and I was like, apparently the soul weighs 21 grams. So as soon as she gets trippy off the Zans, she loses her soul. I was like, damn, that's a deep ass fucking line. Okay. I was like, nice. The soul weighs 21 grams? <laughs> apparently. Not like, like you know, people I that weigh that shit, you know. Not weigh that shit, but you know what I mean? Like people that are into that kind of thing. But, like, I thought that was an interesting line. If you're into souls, you if know how much... If you're into, like, figuring out, like, what your soul weighs, you know? And, like, I don't know how they were able to weigh that or whatever. Like the soul of your sh- of your foot? Your actual soul. Like, selling your soul to the devil. You don't sell your shoe to the devil. I mean, you could, but... <laughs> All right. So we're we're weighing the metaphysical state of ourselves. So yeah, but I just thought it was a good line because she no, gets right, trippy right. off the Zans and loses her soul. Got it. Basically, it makes sense. Which is which was dope. Um, Even if it doesn't make sense. And I, the it, beat it, change on that it, song. The beat change is dope on that song. <laughs> the beat change is that lit. beat change though. <laughs> that beat change though. That beat change. That beat change though. That beat change though. Um, and then I don't know. Did you have another song? I mean, again, a, a lot of these songs that they're not bad songs. It's just. It's just so much more of the same. You know, I mean, he's got banger after banger after banger that it's like, sound it's good. Too, it's too good. It's not even that it's too good. It's just too much of the same. Yeah. It's just too much of the same, you and know? But then you get down to Coffee Bean, which is not the same as anything on there. It's not. Coffee and Bean is actually dope. Coffee Bean is lit. Um, of course, I mean, of course I'm going to like it because... Of the beat, like you know, like as soon I bet you as soon as you heard that, oh, Tressie's gonna. This is her favorite song, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, nineteen ninety five, the producer on that song, he did his thing. He did his thing on that. I, I love the drums on that. That song are are huge for me. It's just such a and I, and like the, of course the content matter. Like yeah, the introspectiveness. You know, it always gets me. We just talked about this with YG. Um, I don't know. I just I love it. I love all of the, the the strings in in it and the production. I mean, I just love that this is just a real story that Travis has given us, and I don't feel like I've heard anything like that from him in the past. You haven't. He he actually did get a little bit more personal on this album than he has previously. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if he has a couple random references to his wife or to to his kid. You know, and just being a father, mm-hmm. they're they're randomly in there. You know, there are random things in there, um, but it's one of those things where is it enough to add to it? Right. Is it enough to add that flavor? I don't know. It's, you know, it's it it, it but it, it wasn't a lot. I'm not saying no, like right. this thing was like, oh my god, he got super deep on this mm-hmm. project. He didn't. No. Not at he all. didn't at all. There were moments it was sprinkled in, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember that much sprinkling in any of his previous projects. So. No, not at all. And another thing I thought was interesting is that a lot of people were like, "Oh my God, this project is so good! It's light years away from Birds in the Trap," and I I have to disagree. I loved Birds in the Trap. I like I had I had to go back and listen to it after, um, after this, and I was just like, man. Birds in the Trap was a solid project. Was a yeah. solid project. I don't even know why I didn't listen to it as much. But like when I went back, I was like, oh, I know that song. I know that song. I know that song. I know that song. Love that song. Love that song. And I'm like, damn, like 
I really was like, that's when I started fucking with Travis is on that song. So I don't know. And that song on that album. But that was my shit. Yeah. And and I think actually right. This he almost creates a hype for himself. Mm-hmm. He, he almost hypes himself up, you know. Uh his fans love him. Yeah. But he knows how to he feed can do his no fans. Wrong. He knows how to feed <laughs> his fans though, because yeah. he knows what his fans like and he gives it to him album after album. And he's gotten progressively better on each project. True. Um, whether you think Astro World or Birds in the Trap were put together better, I mean, still, either way, it's more Travis music that fits into his dis- discography and adds to it. It's it's not... He didn't take a step backwards. He just didn't take a huge leap forward, in my opinion. Right. True. I fuck with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. um... And we'll see. Again, like, I'll, I'll have to come back like six months later and see yeah. if I can still listen to this thing. Some of my notes, I guess, was like the music was psychedelic. Um, <laughs> to say the least. Right? <laughs> he wanted, and it was also cinematic, but like, because if you look Straight at like, up. if you look at the trailer and everything, like he wanted everything to go together. I think everything was kind of rolled out weird. The rollout like was strange. Yeah, right? But it's, it's Travis Scott, so he can do whatever he, do he wants. Do whatever the fuck he point. wants. Um... All of the songs have epic endings that I've already talked about that. And then I just I just love like being able to hear his ear for music. Like I love the way that he picks out melodies and like his ability to make a catchy flow keep your attention and like have that melody just go ahead and, and keep a groove. Like he's really good with like his melodies and, and keeping a groove on a song. Like his melodies actually keep a song going. Yep. You know? So I I just thought, thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, random shit talking real fast. Yeah. Uh, so apparently Drake's a gangster who pops pills now. Oh, because of sicko mode? Like, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I didn't really look into his lyrics like that. He was that. like circling around the block trying to find you and shit. Like, Drake, are you, are you really circling around the block trying to find somebody? He's trying to portray something, okay? Don't, don't. 16 hours till I land, pop the Zan, and I'm out like a light. Okay, you're taking pills now. Cool. Uh, but don't people do that anyway? Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to do that, though. Oh, okay. So you're still a pill head I if don't, you do that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know, I, I don't know like, what's, what's the proper usage of that stuff, but isn't that like lightweight heroin, heroin or whatever? I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, know. I, I don't do drugs. Me I either. Don't I don't, that's why I'm just like, somebody let me know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all y'all pill heads out there, educate through the craze. Seriously. Um, <sighs> oh, yeah. Last... We still got to talk about one more thing. One, one more. Um... Just overall, th- like we we can just uh, touch on this real briefly. All right. Um, so, Elton Aura, uh, the Burns Twins, and I think Beto's Music all released a, a an EP called Side Eye. Side Eye. And it was all mixed here at uh, VSLP Studios. Shout out. By Sound better. The one and only Matt Hennessy. Um, but I wanted just to listen to it because we don't really do a lot of local stuff on, on this podcast. We I think we should pro- try and squeeze something like in there every time that... Squeeze it on in there. Every time we get something that's like, you know, remotely close to hip hop, that we should probably, you know, listen to it. And this one was super, super Chicago-y. Yeah. Chicago-y. Yeah, like, it was it. a very uh, Chicago thing. I, I, loved, I loved it too. Um, uh, it's only three songs long, you know. I, mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I'm just like, all right, press mm-hmm. play and... Let's go. Um, very Chicago sounding. Very, very 
contemporary Chicago. Um, of course, you got to have the horns. You got the horns. <laughs> you got the harmonies with people, the soul harmonies in there. You've got the, like, trappy flows with, you know, real-life lyrics referencing things in Chicago, mm-hmm. which I love, you know. Going down to HP, you know what I'm saying? He out yeah. in Hyde Park, you know. Um, it's it, it's it's just kind of cool to hear, and I mean, the, the melodic rapping with the flow. I mean, it's 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 sonically so good and soothing. It's like soul. It's like soul food for your ears. That's what a lot of this Chicago rap is, and. You know, you you hear that stuff come through in Vic Mensa's music. You know, you hear that sound in Mick Jenkins' music. A, 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 a lot of these young Chicago guys have that sound, and I freaking love it, man. It's it's really good. Um, I even yeah. I even heard some like Outkast influence on on this song, uh, Masquerade, Onana. Oh, 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 you know, and it's I think it's like Outkast meets meets Chicago ish because it's yeah. it's, it's, it's still kind of got that instrumental vibe but then the horns come in you're like that's Chicago mm-hmm. you hear that yeah. and you're just, you know that's Chicago now right. so I, I, I thought it was really good yeah I've, I fucked with it I mean of course I'm a little biased because you know I've heard it a couple times and you know being mixed out here but yeah. um, Elton actually just dropped his EP um, called Elevated so and I haven't taken a listen to, uh, haven't listened to that just yet um, but if you haven't if you if you guys haven't listened to that listen to it because um, this man is extremely talented and uh, does really good things with music. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, I enjoyed it. Me too, and I really like the, the the groove on copy and paste. So, I think we should go ahead and play that one as we go out of this motherfucker. Hey, just just a little side note. I want to say, if listening to this project made me really realize how influential Chicago was in like rap today with the flows and like even the like how drill was influential in like trap music hmm. like Chief Keef if you go back to some old school Chief Keef yeah Chief Keef was Quavo before Quavo that's true so that just, is true just throwing that out there guys throwing it out there that, that's good nice little uh note to leave on uh yeah if you guys want to follow us on all social medias you can do so at through the crates. If you want to go ahead and check out anything about us and want to know a little bit more or something like that, I don't know, go to our about page on throughthecrate.com. Um, we'll be back with some more fire for your ass next week. Until then, we are out this motherfucks. Deuces.